Welcome to the Jackie Service Show. I'm Jackie Service, where we are talking all things people strategy, entrepreneurship, and how hiring the right humans will unlock the next phase of growth in your business. As a former corporate VP of HR, my life completely shifted when I learned I had a brain tumor. From this moment forward, I knew there was more. I dove headfirst into healing, mindset work, and spirituality. And from this space, my entrepreneur journey was born. Now, I am a people strategist and founder of Serve Recruitment Agency, a boutique recruitment firm that helps scaling companies hire aligned leaders for growth. In this podcast, I'm gonna share about my business journey, entrepreneurship, leadership, and how hiring the right humans unlocks massive potential. Welcome to the show. Are you confused about hiring? You're not alone. Majority of leaders struggle to figure out who they need, in what roles, and when, and how these people will have the greatest impact on the growth of their business. This is why we created People Strategy Sessions to do a deep dive into your business and help you build a clear roadmap on the talent you need to drive sustainable growth. We dive into your greater why, where you are today in your business, where you want to go in your business from a growth standpoint, and ultimately, who do you need to enable that growth overall? For more information, please send an email to Jackie at JackieService.com or feel free to reach out at JackieService across all platforms. Welcome back to another episode of the Jackie Service Show. You guys, I'm so excited about this one because I am bringing a dear friend and a coach of mine, Kim Marshall, to the show. Brooks and I met Kim about six months ago, maybe just a little bit longer, when we were starting to think about bringing on more tools for conscious parenting as we raise our six-year-old twins And I am so excited to share Kim with you today, her wisdom, her philosophies, how she thinks about parenting and all things conscious parenting at that. So Kim, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jackie. Thanks for having me today. I am so excited about this one. As you guys know, I am in the midst of a series of bringing women who have made transitions into entrepreneurship and running their own business. I want to share right from, you know, their mouth, all of their different experiences of making those transitions. Before we dive in and share more about your transition specifically, can you just give the audience a little bit of your background, your story? How did you get here running this coaching business? Absolutely. So hi, everybody. My name is Kim Marshall, and I'm the founder of Roots and Wings Childhood. I have I'm in a second career right now. So I basically started um, in teaching, classroom teaching, loved what I did, loved children and families, and absolutely thought I would be doing that forever. Um, Fast forward to the pandemic, we went online and all my instincts as a mama really kicked in to protect my family during that time. I had to do a lot of hard things like a lot of us did. And teaching kindergarten on the computer broke my heart into a million pieces. And it helped propel my husband and I to really look closely at what was important to us and to make some really hard decisions to 
change the direction of our life so that we could be in alignment to our core family values. So I took my expertise with children and my passion for supporting moms and dads into a career that is really focused on uplifting the family unit so that parents can feel empowered in their leadership roles and so the home feels like a really great place to be and um, where we're just fostering healthy families and emotional healthy lifestyles. Um, I love for parents to feel good in their role. Um, that is the best gift. I love to help people tune inwards and really decide like, this is how I want to do it. Cause there's no one way to do it, but I do think that it can feel really good. I think there's so much there to unpack. Um, I know for myself, there was this conditioned pathway or this pathway that I thought I had to go down quote unquote, the right pathway that culture, society, education, parents had shown us these different quote unquote titles that were going to make us successful or make us feel successful. You know, teaching is one of those paths, right? That people talk about when you're a kid, you're going to be a teacher, maybe you're going to be a nurse or a doctor or a firefighter. You know, yes, business is starting to come to the forefront, but even business wasn't talked about in my childhood. And I remember this just conditioned path of in corporate America, very similarly, like just continuing to do the things that I was told would make me successful, take the next job, the title, all those things that kept coming up until my heart broke and my body broke down. Yeah. And there was a forced transition that happened for me. But if I really go back and think about those moments, now that I have language for it, I was working in an environment that was just feeling really unaligned. I was really uninspired and making that transition into entre entrepreneurship essentially reinvigorated this, this ex um, excitement again in what I was doing and who I was serving and how I could help people. Making that transition from being a teacher, and I know you had such passion for that work, to now being a conscious parenting coach, what has that felt like for you? Yeah, it's interesting because that was such a safe place to be, mm -hmm. right? It was like a salary and a pension. You got your summers off. Like, you're so lucky. Um, it was very stable. It was very predictable. But I do come from an entrepreneurial family. And so I think that everything up to this point in my life has definitely led me here. I have a lot of skills that benefited um, like resourcefulness and risk-taking. Um, and so it was a shift. It was a grief that I had to process. Yeah. It was an identity shift, but I was ready for it. And I knew that what was waiting for me was, was worth it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. That's, it is a grief. We don't talk about that as much. I think when we make these big transitions and all the women that are going to be a part of this series have made a big transition from a um, maybe more stable, predictable career path to making a choice to go all in on something that is a paradigm shift. You know, maybe some people in your family, your life don't really understand what you do, but at the core for you, you understand it and you know that this is important work and something that you really want to protect. 
The thing that you said there, though, that I think is so important is giving ourselves time to grieve the past identity of who we thought we were or who we were at one point. That's massive. What did that look like for you? Like, how did you give yourself permission to grieve? What, how did you set that up for yourself? Yeah, this is a big one. And what I failed to mention earlier is part of that transition of me switching careers meant that we moved homes. Yes. Relocated our family across the country. And so what did that look like for me in order to grieve? I needed a lot of space. I needed space from people who had expectations of me. I had needed space from all the things that I used to know and that I used to do so that I could just shake it up and start all over. So moving from Ontario to Nova Scotia in 2020 meant that I could just have a clean slate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Truly, everything changed everything new house new career new friends it was the next step in my evolution I love that space is so we don't talk about it I think enough I just did an episode on grace and space for yourself like how do you continue to find the space to give yourself grace and vice versa how do you give yourself grace to ask for space, right? It's kind of both ways for me. And it's a mantra that I've had to really pull in in my last decade of entrepreneurship because there were um, identities, there were certain paradigms of being a corporate executive. I had to shed, like the way in which business got done, I had to really shed that and think through how do I want to create this business? What could this look like for me? and for my family. And that was this big identity shift for me. I remember watching so many corporate women have families and not be present. They were traveling or they were always at work or they were, you know, online or just, you know, there was conversations about not being able to make it to the basketball game or whatever sporting event that the kid would, that their child was doing. And Brooks and I had this conversation. We were living in Florida at the time. So it's at least a decade ago. And we said, like, how do we do this differently? We know we want a family, but what could this look like? And how could we create something differently? And I don't know that we have, we're still navigating this. We're still figuring out the quote unquote different. But what I would say is we made some major conscious shifts, inclusive of killing off these past identities of who we thought we had to be in order to open up space to navigate what it looked like bringing, you know, our family to fruition. We got pregnant with twins and that was our first time both being parents. And, you know, it wasn't a journey in itself to kind of navigate that. I often say, I feel like I birthed babies and my business the same year. And so it put me into this beautiful feminine creativity mode. And it also was overwhelming. It felt like a lot. I'm curious for you, knowing that you're a mom of two as well, what was that transition like for you? How did you consciously think about how you wanted to set your life up differently than your kind of standard life as a teacher, which usually had a time you had to be at school, time you had to leave school? Like, how did you shift that mentality of, maybe the grief or the killing off of the old, this is how you do work. These are the times you work to creating a new model for yourself. Yeah. 
And I really birthed my business and my babies sort of at the same time too, because that is what happens to us. Like it happens to us and for us. And um, I didn't know it at that time, but my business that it is today started as a passion project and a side hustle when I was a new mom. So how did I make those changes? I made them knowing that I was worthy of them. Mm. You have to say yes. You have to say like, this isn't good enough. I want more. Um, Listening to your children, like our children are our best and biggest teachers. They tell us what they need and we can listen, um, which is not easy and not comfortable, but it can happen if we're open to it, or we can just resist and continue doing what we're doing. Um, so it was like very monumental moments, like small, tiny moments that led to that. Um, all directed by what my daughters were telling me that they needed. Mm. How is your day structured now? Like when you look at your week and you see how your calendar flows with your energy. What does that look like? How do you, how have you integrated what your daughters have asked for and productivity and running a business? Yeah. And for those listening, like, it's not like my daughters articulated that with their words, like they showed me through their Mm. behavior. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that conscious piece of parenting is just an awareness to listen and, and respond to those signs and move in a direction of something that feels good. So what does my day look like? My day looks like I get to have it all. (laughs) That's what it gets, like it gets to be that good when you're sitting in the driver's seat of your life and you're taking responsibility for your outcomes and like the way your day looks when you set it up you get to do school drop off. Mm. You get to move your body and nourish yourself. You get to show up fully for your community and have impact. And then you get to be mom in the evening, Mm -hmm. right? Really like be doing what you're doing a hundred percent instead of doing all the things all the time and feeling like so overwhelmed that you're doing none of it properly. Mm. Gosh, that's so good. Um, that was a big transition for me to, to let go of the guilt of feeling like I wasn't enough in any one way, right? Yeah. I wasn't doing enough for business. I wasn't doing enough for my body. I wasn't doing enough for my kids. I wasn't doing enough for my spouse and my friends and all the other titles we play, but finding this you know, integration or this balance of, realizing that it's actually all a choice, right? Like it, there was some worthiness work I had to do. Don't get me wrong. There was some inner work I had to do on that. And also when I realized I could give myself permission to make the choice, make it a different, I could create differently than what I had been quote unquote taught to do in my upbringing in business. That was like freedom. That felt like a relief to me. I was, I just remember feeling like a weight came off my shoulder when it was like, I get to, I can choose. This is so different than what it was in my past. Inclusive of watching women who went before me in this entrepreneurship 
and watching them work from 11 to four, drop their babies, move their bodies, then serve their clients, then be mom or block really conscious time for connection with their kids, right? Not have this lovely mobile device on your hip hundred percent of the time when your children are around. There was these small tweaks that really came, came forward during that, that transition for me and have, we've continued to elevate in working with you, frankly, mm, and evolve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For the, for the listener who's tuning in and maybe they've heard the term conscious parenting, but they don't understand what it means, or they don't understand some of the maybe language that comes behind the title, if you will. How do you define conscious parenting and what does that look like when you work with clients or people who show up for you? Yeah, for sure. So conscious parenting is really, to me, just an awareness, being deeply connected to the responsibility and the opportunity that we have to really be in the driver's seat, right? Like less victim less like oh this is hard this is happening to me to be like where is my control where is my power like I think that conscious parenting takes a lot of the focus away from the child and more of the focus onto the adult Um, I think that's probably a big misperception uh, misinterpretation that people have a lot of families will come to me and their children are having behavior issues acting out, um, sleep, emotional dysregulation, which are all symptoms of the family's nervous system. Mm -hmm. So I really help parents look in the mirror and like, what can I do? Like, where can we make small tweaks for big impact so that this gets pulled together very cohesively and holistically? Mm. That was one of the biggest lessons from, for Brooks and I, when we worked with you is less external looking at the children and, um, whether, you know, we were labeling things as good, bad, and different, it didn't matter. And really thinking about how are we showing up? How are we supporting them? What does our nervous system look like? And I think you gave us a lot of permission. I don't think, I know you gave us a lot of permission to, give ourselves a different lens of understanding what our children who are six, who don't have fully developed brains, maybe going through in that moment and what the behavior concerns we might've had are simply a cry for help. And if we can hold space to really navigate that with them, not letting my energy, mom's energy get really escalated in those moments, it can shift the outcome of what actually ends up happening as a family unit, as a family dynamic, mm-hmm. that was massive. You know, I, I tend to have a, I'm calm, I'm calm, I'm calm, I'm calm. And then I'm not right. Like that tends to be my little elevator where I have these little fuse moments where I would go off and Brooks and I have caught those sooner. We've caught them before we've gone off because we've realized maybe mommy just needs to go for a walk or have a quick time out in this moment. Or maybe mommy's trying to do business or trying to text somebody and and I have a kid talking to me at the same time. How do you navigate those like everyday real day situations so that everyone feels loved and supported and we're not uprooting the nervous system of the family, which Mm -hmm. then uproots the nervous system of mom, babes, relationships, and can really be 
can really tarnish things, can really yeah, create a ripple. Yeah. So those pieces are all really important and it's, it's complex and it's so personal to every family. That's why reading parenting books and blogs don't always get you the, to the target because there's so many personalities and there's so many, you know, individual things happening. Every family is different. Every family needs a unique approach, but every person's needs can be met. Mm -hmm. I think that sometimes we sacrifice ourselves for our children um, or vice versa. And I, and I do believe, and I do know through this work that everybody can have what they need. And it's kind of like this ebb and flow back and forth, give and take. And to answer your question, like the way we get there is to, um, know those pieces and have one foot in a place of gratitude. That's why I'm always celebrating with my clients what's going well, because they can mm -hmm. miss that. They can forget, oh my goodness, actually we had a great week. And so celebrating that, having one foot in gratitude and looking ahead with the other foot in hope, like where are we going to move the needle next? This is going to take clear communication so that everybody knows the plan, expectations that feel good, and also an ability to be disciplined to move forward. Like it does take a level of discipline. So if we're going to move from here to here, what are we going to say no to? What are we going to say yes to so that we can focus on the right things at the right time? Yeah, that makes sense. Totally. And I think the level of discipline is true. When we came to you and we did a one-on-one -on -one coaching container with Kim, one of the things I would say is we didn't feel necessarily like something was quote unquote wrong in our family. We felt like we were navigating pretty well. We were, my husband runs his own business. I run my own business. We have two babes that are we're doing life very differently than what we thought it was going to be. We're dropping them off. We're picking them up. We're coaching their sports. We're very involved in comparison to what we thought our, uh, I guess we thought it would be when we were in corporate America working 12 hours a day. We've made choices in our schedule to, to really integrate that in. You know, that said, one of the things that we kept coming back to is, we are very growth minded. We are very oriented around like betterment and growth and continuing to grow. And we had invested in everything else in our life, health, business, finances. It doesn't matter. Relationships between each other. We had invested in all of these different containers for betterment. And when we looked at our family unit, we realized we have not invested in continuing to grow and understand what other tools, perspectives, philosophies there are out there to continue to help our family unit. And that's when I was introduced to you by, by a mutual friend, Catherine Ducey. And all of a sudden I looked at Brooks and I'm like, we need to work with Kim because we have not continued to up-level our tools. Mm -hmm. And that said, to your point, there is a level of, if you're going to work with a conscious parenting coach, you need to recognize that there will be times you need to reflect and there will be 
even if they're small tweaks, a different level of discipline that has to show up and things like transition to bedtime, which was a big time big thing for us is, you know, really honing in on that space and that time, um, you know, instead of just trying to like get people in bed and, and so we could work more, like we really started to change our dynamic of what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Talk about like when you, when you work with parents who come to you, what are some of the trends that you see that maybe we all need to be thinking about from a consciousness standpoint, or that just seem to always come up in family units that have been really helpful as tools? Yeah, for sure. So usually people will come to me with one issue. um, And as we get into it, there's like layers of the onion. So one of those things is usually behavior because it's really hard to ignore behavior. We don't like to see our children, you know, uncomfortable. Um, and so I think that I have the ability to normalize what's happening, but mm-hmm. also help people feel empowered. Um, there are things that we can do to make it easier. and with the right mindset, I'll help you sit in the hard parts really well. So sleep comes up a lot. Behavior comes up a lot. Sibling dynamics come up a lot. Um, And more recently in my work, um, I became certified by the Jai Institute of Parenting this year, which really helped me increase my lens around the reparenting piece. Okay. which is acknowledging how we were raised in our um, upbringing. Uh, so similar to inner child healing, where we can like say, okay, so that was my story. And like, I want to change parts of it. Um, and so helping us meet that need, because we only know what we know, like, we only know what we know. So there's a lot of times when I'm working with a family where they're just like, Oh, like that, when you say it like that, that's like really different than anything I've thought about. Um, it is interesting what you said about how you are invested in so many pieces of your life and like mm-hmm. parents don't know that this service is available. It's fairly new. They tend to go to their classroom teacher and then to the psychologist. Yeah. And so I'm a really good middle person. Mm-hmm. Um, there's probably nothing wrong with your child, <laughs> right? Like we're, we're, we're very, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing wrong with your child. Like they are not broken. They do not need to be fixed. Like you are not broken. You do not need to be fixed. Like, yeah, let's learn. Let's step into our power. Let's help you feel good. Yeah. I love that. That's so important. And so key. It's how do we continue to navigate that and continue to step into our own power? And to your point, all of those topics that you just brought up. So sleep behavior, sibling dynamics are all things that I talked about with you in Mm -hmm. my own, in my own dynamic. And although there were, this is what, what Kim means by peeling back the onion. Like that's not necessarily why we went. Brooks and I went for tools to support us as parents, because we just had not developed that 
And then when you start to layer back and Kim really understands the dynamic of your family, the dynamic of each individual really taps into understanding each in my, in my situation, both children and, and understanding who they are at the core and how they show up and what they need and helps to like elevate that and give us a different lens to see that through. And, you know, in some cases, like we didn't really know we had a sleep problem until we started talking to Kim and then we realized, oh, maybe that's a cry for help because we had been through some transitions of moving into a new house and different things that had shown up for us. And so even if you're sitting there as a mom or as a parent and you're thinking like, gosh, like we kind of have some rhythm here. Things are actually going okay. I always say like, build the roof when the sun is shining, like go and ask for the tools when things actually feel like they're in a bit of a rhythm Mm. because there may be small, minute tweaks that actually unlock the family dynamic in ways that you don't even know are possible. Yeah. And that's, that's how we feel after working with you. And, and it just feels like we've had this unlock and this different ability to communicate as a family as a family unit that we did not have before. Yeah. It's such a beautiful thing. And it's such a perfect time for that. We're coming out of a really stressful few years where we spent a lot of time and some bad habits happened and that's okay. Like we're all unwinding and we're all unraveling from that. And so most people value your, their family. Like that's the most important thing to them, but Um, they do default to like, it's okay. Like it'll get better. They'll grow out of it. And I like to just like harness, harness the power and um, put those small things in place that really help you as a unit, the whole Mm -hmm. family unit. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. Okay. I have to ask you this question. You come from the lens of obviously being a teacher. Now you're conscious parenting coach. Brooks and I decided, as you know, to take our babies on the road this year. So we are doing traveling, business, school, and family on the road. And my curious question for you is when somebody says like, hey, I want to go and explore, have an adventure with my family, but it means like taking them, uprooting them from their home, uprooting them from their um, school, from their friends, et cetera. What shows up for you? when somebody comes and almost is like, I remember when I talked to you, I was almost like asking permission, like, Hey, what do you think? Is this, it's, will this work? Should I be yeah. taking my kids out of school? There was a lot of fear and a lot of guilt mm. that showed up for me. I would love just to hear your philosophy around that and how you have navigated that question with parents. Yeah. I mean, I wish, I wish it came up more. <laughs> I wish, I wish there were more people doing what you're doing. I hope to homeschool my babies and travel the world one day. Um, And it is interesting, like the piece where you talked about, like, is that okay? Like, am I allowed to? Yes. Like you're raising your kids. The school is not raising your kids. Like you don't have to ask for permission. So standing in your power and deciding like, this is important to us. Like that's enough. It depends on the temperaments of the children. It depends on a lot of factors, but of course learning can and should happen in real life. Like that's the best, most ideal situation. Mm -hmm. So the fact that you're thinking it, doing it, pulling it off and doing it well, like 
I hope that that shows you it's like duplicatable. <laughs> it's like blueprint this and take it into the next chapter um, because the girls will tell you, is it going well? Like they'll tell you, they'll show you um, if they're thriving. And I know that they are. Yeah. It's, there's this whole philosophy that I always had is a piece of why I do what I do is not just to tell my babies that they should dream big and go after their dreams, but to show them and like really integrate that with them. And in past, I used to go and do these conferences or speak on stages and kind of leave them behind, leave them at home. We would talk about it. They knew mommy was going, they knew kind of a little bit, like we'd show on a map, like where I was going, but they never got to, to join in. And this trip, a big piece of what we've committed to is like, they're coming everywhere with us. So I'm at an event tomorrow. They're coming to the event to say hi to people. And they were out last night with um, a networking event and they came and they integrated with us. And, you know, the, the outpouring from them is they love meeting mommy's friends and they love understanding what mommy does when she travels. And does it mean they'll always come on every trip? No, but now at least there's an integration of the understanding of what I am doing when I do go and watching and witnessing them. One of the things that I really learned is sometimes we don't give our kids enough credit. Yes. Like all the time, like these little women, these little girls are blowing our minds at their ability to connect with people on the road and their ability to make friends anywhere and their ability to ask really beautiful questions and mm -hmm. their ability to get curious. Like they are teaching us so much on this trip. And mm -hmm. I'm definitely going to do an episode of like our recap once we're done, kind of our six weeks of travel this winter. But it's been so reaffirming for me and some of the things that you and I worked on, which is they are more capable than we think. Right. And if we give them permission or give them the space to really explore and show their personality, it, it really has been such an enlightening experience for Brooks and I. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And they'll, yes, they're capable of so much, but they'll also only be able to see and understand the experience like in a six-year-old way. But with that being said, the first seven years is so critical in terms of the subconscious mind. So what you're actually doing is planting a lot of seeds for later. Mm -hmm. um, and it will be even more meaningful and impactful later in their future. I love that. Thank you for that. I'm curious, a question I'm asking each woman in this series is in the transition of working as a teacher to becoming an entrepreneur and building your own business, what would you say it can be one, two, three, whatever comes through for you. What would you say are some of the greatest lessons you've learned thus far? Mm. Love that. So right away, standing in your power to me means you are deeply connected to your inner voice and your intuition. So that would be the biggest thing is just like really owning in on that, learning to listen, learning to trust. Uh, the second big thing is really understanding that there are no rules. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah. you, can, you get to do it your way. And, you know, we were really taught that like, 
A is for apple, B is for ball, like, but you can blow it up. Like you get to decide, you get to create it. And a lot of the things, the institutions, the preconceived notions, all those things don't matter when you're living on your terms and feeling like you're in the driver's seat of your parenting role or your business role. Um, so I think those, those are two like big themes, just being able to do it your way and um, know that that's always going to be enough. Like that. Yeah. I love that. Thank you for sharing. Well, what are the ways I'd love people to be able to connect with you, network with you, get to know about your services more. We will link everything up in the show notes, but where is the best place for the listeners to reach out and connect with you? Yeah. So I hang out mostly on Instagram. So you can follow me at roots and wings childhood. Um, my website will link you uh, to a discovery call. So if you're interested in um, being curious about what parent coaching can do for you and your family, I offer a free 20 minute call where we can just talk through that a little bit. Um, I do private coaching, group coaching, and I also offer workshops and uh, courses. Amazing. If you're listening, and you are navigating entrepreneurship, families, or bringing babies into this world, highly recommend not only to reach out to Kim, but just to follow the information that she shares, the wisdom. Every day, I feel like I'm looking at your Instagram, pulling something new, whether it's an article you're sharing or a different perspective that somebody is speaking of. You really do fully embrace Conscious parenting is not just something you teach, you live it. And that's something that I admire so much about you. You've inspired me as a mom, as a business owner, and really this cultivation of looking for different ways to raise my babies while building a successful business. Mm -hmm. So Kim, thank you from the bottom of my heart for not only being on the episode, but for being a friend and somebody that I get to call a coach. Amazing. I appreciate you so much. Yeah, it is the hardest work in the world, but it is the best work in the world. And it's worth it. Amazing. Okay, guys, until next time, we'll see you again on the Jackie Service Show. Thank you for listening in to today's show. If there was a key message that landed with you, please share or send us a direct message on Instagram at Jackie Service and let us know. We love hearing from you. Also, to continue to keep this podcast growing, it would mean the world if you could take a minute and like, and rate the show or share it with a friend. Our team is forever grateful. Until next time, we'll see you again on the Jackie Service Show.